Welcome back to Quarantine Comments. I'm one of your hosts, Justin, and today I'm joined with Aiken. Hi, Justin. And Farrell. <laughs> Farrell? Oh, hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, today we have a special guest joining us. Uh, Toby, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, yeah. hello. My name is Toby Anthony Simon. I am. <laughs> Let's just say. Just yourself. <laughs> I don't know how you're supposed to do this. Okay, I, I let's just say I have experience in art. I am art. A, a close friend of uh, Farrell, mm -hmm. and, and I've agreed to come on this podcast because I wanted to participate. Okay. <laughs> All dramatic. So, makes beats, you know. I, I, I also make, from time to time, I make beats as a side hobby. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, the intro is really well done. I really like the intro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, if you're new here, um, first of all, welcome. We're a group of four students describing our experiences during the pandemic and expanding our views on ethical questions and current events all over the world. I hope you guys will enjoy and stay throughout the episode and maybe share it with your friends to help us grow. Without further ado, let's start today's topic. Yeah, Disclaimer, though, yeah, in no way our opinions a representation of the environment around us or something that can be that can be taken as professional or credible information if you would like to if you would like to use our opinions for a study please find a way to contact us thank you and i hope you enjoy so yeah. the topic today will be brought to you by toby as our special guest uh toby would you like to introduce the topic okay the topic i'm trying i uh, want to bring up on this podcast is nft art if you don't know, NFT is, let's just say, cryptocurrency is trying to, it's this new, how do I say this? Uh, some type of software, not software. Let's just think, think of it as a artist asset, artwork assets. You're turning artworks, physical artwork into digital assets on the internet, which you can buy and sell, or basically just trade uh, using Cryptocurrency, digital digital uh, currency, and it has recently blown up, and it it has become a big thing right now. Uh, to make it simple for you, think of trading cards or Pokemon cards. You know, over time they go up in value, and that's what NFT essentially is. NFT can be applied to multiple uh, forms of uh, media, such as art, music. Uh, there's video too, and a couple of couple other things too. So uh it is a big thing and is i think okay from my opinion could be a revolutionary thing in the world of art uh, mm. as and there's this article i want to share because some people might see it as a good thing some might be incredibly enraged right now which sorry i have to search this up i forgot to bring it up um Wait, so they're like putting a price on like the different artworks, like the artworks have their own value and they're trading it. Is that like what's happening? Or is there yeah, just like yeah. one currency that's used to trade artwork? Yeah, it's basically just artwork, but like di digital and people are like trading it. It has its own value. Ah. And the weird thing is it's, it's digital. It's, I mean, and here, here's a really unique thing about it. Once you buy that artwork, you have your own signature on it, so it's officially yours, and no one else can copy it. That's Wait, what makes. Like, but I mean, you can copy online, right? You can literally. Yeah, you copy can copy, it, but like, yeah, but if you try to resell that image, you can't. 
because the AI can like detect if this is a copy or not. And that's also, a really smart thing about NFT. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like the blockchain thing that crypto yeah. has, right? Because you can't yeah. really duplicate your Bitcoin, right? Because there's yeah. this. Yeah, just still. <laughs> and I think that will make it really interesting for many people. And mm. a lot of people don't get it because like, like, how do you find value in this artwork? Because a lot of the artworks on the NFT pages, they're like just random GIFs and like small pixelated images. Some mm. are just memes, straight up memes. Some are serious, but a lot of them are just, you know, small. There's the, there the man cat, right? Yeah, yeah. and they can go up and it, they can go up to like millions of dollars. So that's like really, Whoa. it's weird. It's weird. Let's just say. How, how much was the man cat sold for? uh how much yeah um what is the highest what's the highest like, highest kind of NFT 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 $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $590, $
like artworks have been most of the fam- most famous artworks have been all physical like it's all on paper and it's a digital artwork is relatively new i mean from the development of technology to like computer screens like the very basis of digital art i think people have not really found yeah. the means to appreciate it or like um really physical art i just feel like physical yeah. art is just way more as you said you know art has a sort of right now a physical uh view to it the physical um appreciation to it i feel like yeah. because physical artwork you know there's proximity in like yeah. one of the facts right so if, like you want to steal physical artwork <laughs> like you can't really steal <laughs> Mona Lisa, like there, there are some challenges, but like online, you can lose some challenges. Some challenges, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's like, not that's problem not here is that copyright, right? That's like yeah. the main problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it, literally it, and this the equivalent of yeah. Oh. This is a problem I have with NFT because people are beginning to treat artwork as like property, as asset, not as like actual artistic yeah, value. Art, yeah, that's what I was like kind of concerned. You're putting a price on the art. Yeah. Exactly. Now, the artist is putting the price, right? Instead of letting the people determine the worth, right? Yeah, and now we're just making art for money. I'm, I'm scared that that's the direction everyone's going to. Art is, art is an important language in society. You can't, not, not you can't. I'm just saying, it, it's, it's a really important uh, form of media that I don't know if NFT is going to treat with justice. So that's what I'm really concerned about. And now this brings me to the article I've been trying to share. Uh, you, you, you guys want to see it? You want, you want me to put the link on Discord? Or... Sure, sure, sure. sure. Uh, I, would yeah. I would definitely love to see it. Yes. They, they uh, here. Do you guys know Banksy? Yeah. Banksy. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't yeah. he like the, the yeah. street from artist. London? Is it? Yeah, this very famous street artist. The one who sold like his so like credit i heard like a famous story from it yeah one I did it, like, before his paintwork was sold it got shredded house shredded yeah, yeah. and then, but it failed his like marketing scheme failed because like instead of like destroying it the the artwork got preserved and was like stuck in the middle and like it got so famous that it sold for so much more I mean, he could have accomplished this mission. We don't know his actual true mission. Hey. He could have made like he could have wanted money. Like, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I, I did a lot of studies on him, so I, he's one of those artists, artists that are really about the art. You know, what I mean, it's about the meaning, about the message. Doesn't care about money. Nobody know who he is, and he even admits that he's not making like money too from this. And. So, if you don't know, Banksy does a lot of political and like social political art, you know, sending out a message. That's why he spray paints on public, stenciling, you know. And that's what really makes his artwork unique and distinct and really, it really speaks out to people. And now, this, okay, let me read this. A blockchain company bought $95,000 Banksy artwork, burned it, and broadcast it live on Twitter. All part of the process of turning the work into a virtual asset called non-fungible token or NFT. So they're burning this artwork for the sake of turning it into an NFT asset to make money off to. 
Wait, what oh is that? God. Is it some kind of ritual that they have to do? <laughs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's just a cool stunt, you know. If you burn, if you burn like artwork, that that will that will get like the attention of like everyone. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but like again, <laughs> doing the NFT thing is like, aren't you? The NFT indicates whether it's original art or not, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So why but would again, that NFT be a digital, digital asset? It's the digital picture of it. So can, yeah, okay. This dude is basically just yo. I'm gonna burn this art. It will never exist in the physical world, but it will world. exist in the yeah, digital yeah. form in NFT as yeah. NFT. I don't know how you say. It. So that's yeah. basically what the company is doing. And here's like a lot of people get mad, really mad about this. But at the same time, do you find the value of the artwork? In its physical form or in its visual form like as mm. yeah, that's, yeah. that's where it gets like controversial right. now the act of burning a banksy artwork might be a bit you know obnoxious. Yeah, i mean he's known for his political messages and it's really important and to just burn it turns out yeah and to turn it into a digital asset used for trading used for making money that's just it sounds, it's not wrong. You know what I mean? It, it sounds just, like something out of Hollywood. <laughs> so, yeah, like, so, so I mean, it's being used for like not the intended purpose, right? Yeah, but really, uh, I, that's really brave of the uh, the one who burned it. That's really brave of him because I can't imagine how expensive the Banksy piece must have been for you know to purchase, and now that he's betting on like NFT, that's really you know. I gotta respect his bravery. That's definitely something that you not yeah, most bravery, people do. Bravery in making money. That's that's the sneaky part about it. Then again, he's only here because he knows he's gonna make tons. Yeah. It's like a, <laughs> then again, I would also say that he's pretty. Uh, in, I guess I want to say incompetent, stupid in the sense for burning up Banksy Whoa. art piece. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> what is this? Oh, man. You I mean, broke you broke. To be fair, though, to be stupid, fair, you need to have some, like it shows how much he believes in the product. You need to believe in the product for it to work out, right? Like burning Banksy piece like that, you know, it shows how much he believes in it. It's not idiotic. I don't think it's idiotic. I mean, do I think it's like misjudged? Yeah, I don't think it's a very, I don't, I wouldn't do it, right? But like, it, you can't say it's idiotic, right? Because, you know, he's just doing what he needs to do to get yeah. his the name out there. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, kind of disrespectful to the artist. For example, yeah, that's like, why. You, you, think, you think the it, uh, Mona Lisa, for example, you know, it's like changing the frame of the Mona Lisa. I mean. It's more extreme than changing the frame, you know. Yeah, it's like destroying it, <laughs> destroying it, and putting it as a digital. Yeah, that, that's digital why it's form. like the canvas, everything else. It was part of the art, you know. Like, well, physically. one one argument you can make, right, is that like you know we know that Banksy's like original goal is never to make money, right? He wanted to spread a political message or like a political yeah. agenda right so one could argue that like having it digitally will will only make his artworks more known right because it'll spread you know it'll spread out to more people digitally right that one wouldn't have seen it physically and like you know just like the fact that we're looking at this article and we're aware of this 
uh, uh, someone who's like not very familiar with Banksy, you know, it, it'll make me look into it, right? It'll make me look into who he is and whatnot, right? Yeah. So in a sense, it's spreading his name as well, and that's like his original goal. So we can yeah. say that's like the company's actually helping him spread his message, right? Yeah, right. I guess what they are doing could be justifiable, and they're bringing attention to the artist, so that's a good thing. But at the same time, people question, like, what, what is, why they did that? What, what was to them? Why did they burn that Banksy artwork? Was it to make money, or was it to uh, share a message? That's where it gets, you know, the ethical, moral aspect of it, which I have no clue at all. Just kidding. <laughs> so that's why I'm here to discuss. Yet again, oh. yet again. If you said that, if you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to spread Banksy's message you, through digitally, like, isn't the very basis of NFT like uh, not spreading the picture? Like, uh, they're keeping it as a. As Toby said earlier, property isn't it? Isn't like they're gonna use that. You can can still see it. You can still see it, but like you you can't copy it. it. That's it. You You just can't copy. Just influential as like you know, just normal other pictures online. You know, viral Instagram. Simplify, simplify. Okay, think of TikTok and the music industry. Like pretend you got this like really meaningful purposeful political message from this song that you just heard, probably from Kendrick Lamar or something. And then a bunch of TikTokers were like, hey, let's use it to make a dance video. And then now it's just known for, what, Charlie D'Amelio dancing to Kendrick Lamar, and that's what the song is known for. That's what it does. That's what it does. It just takes, it's just, it takes, what do you say? Dignity. Dignity. Away from that media, some years in the art. I want to bring the conversation to uh, back to where Toby talked about how, like, um, it with the NFT and the this market, new crypto marketplace for art videos, you know, gifs. Uh, it, it's like changing how we view art as more of assets rather than something exactly. Exactly, I feel like. What this is doing is no that this kind of thing has already existed before, right? Auctions already existed before, where yeah, yeah. rich are trading art. Yes, some of them, I guess, are uh, doing it, you know, for art's sake, you know, like enjoy beauty. But to be honest, there are a lot of them who are doing well, it for the value. It's an investment for them. Yeah. And what it's doing is technically it's just making it more accessible, to yeah, more accessible, more accessible. That's all they're doing, so it's not yeah. some. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's something new, I guess. Yeah. Man, uh, think about like auction, art auction. Uh, they're they're for the higher end, like art market, whatever you call that, and mm-hmm. you know, and it's there have been a lot of scandals and you know manipulation in the art auction uh, for the sake of making money. Like faking an artist's reputation, blah blah blah, blah blah, and that's that's what was really concerning about it. And now it's on a large scale, online, digital NFT. Anyone can access it. I can access it. And actually, I'm I'm about to open one, uh, open an account, so I can start. Oh, okay. Oh, like, like, I'm about to make money. Make I want to see it. I want to see it. 
Could you like link it to us so we can share it, you know, from mobile? Well, I don't have it right now, but I have I have a digital wallet. I'm gonna link it. And time to make money, baby. Time to time to make some cryptocurrency. <laughs> weren't you weren't you arguing? <laughs> weren't you arguing? <laughs> yeah, hey man, I, I have I have artwork made for a message for purpose, and I have just artwork that I just want to make money out of. Yes. I have yes. I have a division. I have a division. <laughs> I can yeah, do it too. that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, you know, this um, art. If you if you notice, like for example, in our own school, what's preventing people from taking art class is that they see art as like an unrealistic career option. Let, like, like you've heard of that before, right, Toby? Yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, a lot. Because some people say that art, you know, it's risky. You won't get the income from it. But through this. You know, making it more accessible for people to buy art as a virtual asset, like spend money on it in these in this marketplace. You know, that becomes a viable option. Art becomes like uh, yeah, something yeah. that people can look up. Look, you're do you, even you yourself, uh, uh, like looking into it, right? Yeah, it could be. It does open up a whole area in art which people are, you know, they they don't want to take the risk of doing so, but now with this, it, it gives them a chance, you know. Yeah, so it's something entirely yeah. bad, like as in, it oh, it's it's gonna ruin the integrity of art, you know? Like, people. sure, you're gonna get people who are like making art for the sake of making money or whatnot, right? Yeah. But like at the end of the day, I think like the people who are truly gonna stand out are the people who are actually passionate about art, right? Uh -uh. Like you can tell the passion in their work, and like you know those so those people can finally like be rewarded, right? Instead of like going on like, like well. Here's people who buy NFT art, do they see? Do they buy it because they value it? They see the artistic value, or do they buy it because yeah, the price is gonna go up in a few weeks? I want to make money out of it. That's that's oh, the problem. How does the price go up? Yeah, yeah, if they if no one sees any artistic value, then how does the price go up? It works the same with cryptocurrency and the stock market. So the more, I don't know how the calculation works, but I guess the more people are interested or buy it and the more people buy and sell on a higher price the price slowly goes up and it starts becoming like those it becomes bitcoin i mean you know that kind of thing where you buy the dip and then it goes up and then you sell at a higher price that's that's what people are doing viral art right that's the art yeah. just think of mm -hmm. think of the stock market but everything has like a picture to it you know what i mean everything has a artwork attached to it that's yeah. essentially what it is. I mean, it's kind of different because, like, the because stock market reflects the performance of the company. Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I like do not. Buy, people buy stocks. Yeah, like, the prices go up because people see value in the stock, right? Like, in this, yeah. uh, that same token, people see value in the art. That's why they're willing to buy it. That's why the price goes up. So, there's still going to be people out there who's willing to pay yeah. for the art, right? Yeah, but you know, it's still, you know, different people have different preferences and how they see the art. And if everyone is fooled into buying art just because it makes money, that kind of just takes the dignity out of making meaningful art. You know what I mean? Because if you, right now, if you see the NFT page, a lot of high price, uh, what I call high price NFT artworks are. Just really simple, basic artwork. I'm not saying it's bad, but you know, 
you see where I'm going. They're just a bunch of pixelated artwork. I'm not, well, easily I mean, done. Very commercial artwork. They're not trying very, to Very, very commercial. Very commercial. They're not trying to go for anything crazy. So it's like limiting maybe artists there. The creativity, maybe people don't want to branch out because it might lose the money. Maybe uh -huh. that's one way you can look uh -huh. at it. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. We have just opened a link that Aiken sent me, and it's free. Zero. It's zero. Oh, I gotta I gotta get my account first, man. Oh, I should have done this like yesterday. Oh. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. This what? Is a couple a couple months ago in January, it went to one dollar, man. <laughs> but I mean, like back back to like our topic, right? There's there's some positives to this, like yeah, there is some positives uh, as a viable career option now. Because mm -hmm. now they they'll be able to make money. It <laughs> opens up a lot of possibilities for you know up and coming artists, but at the same time you got to face the consequences of shifting toward the digi digital market and how it's seen or viewed by people or treated by you know the stock market. Uh, stock market actually, you know that. No, it's yeah. Treated by people there. Well, then if i had were to have like one question for this then like what's the difference between this and like just an open auctioning site it's yeah, just because... this has an additional uh, this just has yeah. an additional step this is... that you need to turn it into like a cryptocurrency first before you can buy anything right so like yeah. what's the point that's like art art auction art auction uh are physical artworks this mm -hmm. right here you're literally just buying the pixels you're buying the pixels of the artwork that becomes yours in an art auction traditional art auction you're buying the physical piece that physical piece belongs to you mm. and and you know i i guess oh, oh, like openc.io you know the nft yeah. sites are more regular I, I would regulated probably i'm not sure and it relies more on uh and like demands i don't know how to say it man it's just there's more people that it's, are, yeah, it's more mainstream it's more mainstream yeah it's like the art auction but every like everyone's joining in everyone's everyone trying to play the game price, yeah. from my perspective from my perspective i feel like this is like very unstable and a very a very unstable market <laughs> From my perspective yeah. alone, because someone yeah. someone Why can, can like, just change the price in an instant. Yeah, that's 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 the so? really weird part about NFT. You can have Nanyang can't go for six point six million dollars. So that's really it's weird, you know. That's really interesting though, because I, I I I can't believe people would invest in unstable markets. Like inflation can happen anytime without really any reason of it happening so wait so here like whenever you buy something on the site you're the artist is giving up like their creative rights to it is that uh, like what's happening or i guess like the artist can't sell it anymore like you can't sell it to other people yeah, it's like literally selling once, art physically once once a person buys he owns the he owns the, the right 
the, the rights to sell it again. You know what I mean? Oh, the so rights I'll, to sell it again. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess well, you can put on a T-shirt. Right? Yeah, it becomes yours basically, and it has your signature too. So it, it's it officially belongs to you, and the 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 AI can detect if it's copied or not. If it belongs to someone, or you know, so that's how that's how the artwork gets protected. Mm, I see. But there's some like weird stuff. For example, you know, you have videos of LeBron James dunking. Yeah, yeah. that's why. That's why. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> like, LeBron James the first... have the right to that? I don't get it. Like, that's why the first time I saw it, I was like, "What the hell? Like, what? What is this, man?" This is called Celebrity Ninety. <laughs> and the funny thing is, people invest tons of money into this. So is it really about seeing the value in the art, or is it about, hey, is the price gonna go? I'm just gonna dump all my money in it. That's mm -hmm. why. I, looking at the like the way to like the site to set up, it's definitely, in my opinion, it's definitely gearing towards that money side. Like they show they show the trends or like the fluctuations in price of the piece like over time. Like that to me is like indicating that they're just like trying to get people to people are only buying because they see the yeah. trend. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. like, like, think about the guy who bought Nyan Cat. He bought Nyan Cat. Oh my God, bought Nyan Cat. Now I'm just gonna like look at it and appreciate it. No, <laughs> he's gonna sell. Like, he's gonna sell. You can it. appreciate like, it on YouTube too. Not a lie. Like, who, who looks at? That? Oh my God. Who, who buys Nyan Cat and like? Who, oh, oh my God. Look at search like, this up on YouTube or like Google. Google to I think you were one of the first that got into it. the NFT market. Like he did air. Like he did air. Okay. He sold air. <laughs> I think. Oh, oh, I mean, I, I really. If he keeps saying he sells air, air this is like this the is bell. You can. Oh my. <laughs> Check out the link I just sent. This is Logan's Paul NFT. <laughs> but okay, but don't you think this is also like very similar like to Bell Delphine's Bathwater? Do you guys remember that? It was a huge trend last time because Bell Bell Delphine like sold her gamer girl Bathwater for yeah, like. I don't think this one is nearly as bad as like the Bathwater case, honestly. He's like selling a picture of his like Pokemon card, you know? It, it, looks, like, like, it looks like a Twitter fan art. We, like, can, we, can, we can like agree or disagree like whether if it's good art, wait, but like, you, you know, mean, at least there's some money. <laughs> There's more bang for your buck if you buy the Bell Delphine bang. Oh, yeah. Preserve that. Store it in some. You know, at least we know that, like, because people are only buying Bell Delphine's bath water because they see value in it, not because it'll go up in price. Look at yeah. this Pokemon card. Look at this Pokemon card. He made, I don't know, it was like a million dollars or something. I don't know. I heard it from somewhere from a source. All I know is he made lots of money, and he was one of the earliest to go into the NFT market. 
So it's this NFT market is basically based on fame, whether your artwork will be famous here's, or here's, not. It's the manipulative part. The reason why no, yeah, the reason why it went up in price is because he told his viewers, "Hey, go, go buy this. Help me out, man. Go buy the like the NFT asset or something." That's and then the price shot up to a million dollars. So here, is it really about the value, or because Logan Paul told me to buy this, so I'm just gonna buy it? You know, I don't think I don't think they saw the creative, yeah, <laughs> they're like the artistic value in it. You know, it's just yeah. Logan Paul. Yeah, well, the price went up because Logan Paul. 12 year old fan base say, Hey, let's, let's all go buy this NFT, whatever this is, man. Like, hey, let's help out Logan Paul. And the, the value went shot up to a million dollars. And now this is considered a valuable asset in NFT. This is a picture, a picture of Logan Paul naked on a Pokemon card. Is this still uh, available? Well, I, I can't find it. I've been, I've been trying to find, find it. Either. Are you also enticed Aiken to I, buy I think it? He has a different platform on I this just, one. I just want to see. I just want to see if it's actually worth a million dollars. Search the stories, NFT. Logan Paul oh. NFT, right? <laughs> NFT Pokemon card. Oh my gosh. Logan Paul. Oh wait, no, that's, that's a different one. Uh, sells so five. Five million dollars. What the? Hey, huh? hey, hey, wow. you nearly said it. Oh, 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 no, guys. I'm so sorry. Are you about to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's just keep our profanity a bit. <laughs> let's, just, let's just keep that. Just shows how enraged I am in this <laughs> Logan Paul Pokemon card collection. You guys think know. he actually made the artwork? <laughs> it's not even no, his he, artwork, probably, right? Probably he, he, he probably hired some. He probably hired. He probably hired some like some artists. I mean, mm -hmm. dude, it looks like a Twitter fan art. Like, come on, look at this. <laughs> you, you, Can you do you better, Toby? This is worth five million dollars, man. Can you do better? Like, same argument for abstract art. Oh, like, oh yeah, I see, I see. Toby, can you do? Can you do better? Maybe. Can you do better, Toby? Yeah. Logan Paul. <laughs> Toby, you like, you know, like we can we can assess, you know, the, the value of your artwork. Oh man, I have this thing where I just don't want to show. Bidding. Look, we're like bidding on Toby's artwork. One I, NFT. Uh, I'm um, storing a hard drive. I can't find it. I think we should move on to the next topic. <laughs> yep. um, aye, aye. So we've talked about NFT long enough because uh, personally, my uh, what I see from NFT is that it's a whole brand new market of really unstable prices. And if someone does, it's really based on fame. A picture, mm -hmm. like the artworks are based on fame. If it's famous enough, it'll grow in price. And... I personally wouldn't invest in it or even wouldn't really touch the market because it's relatively new. As I said before, it's relatively new and I, and it's unstable too. So it's a place where people could make a lot of money yet also lose a lot of money, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Toby, you have another topic for us? Well, yeah, but don't you guys have something? You guys are the podcast. Oh uh, uh, yeah, let's talk about like religion. 
Oh, hot, hot take. Hot take on religion. I heard, Kobe, that you had a hot take on um, Christianity, oh, like a certain denomination. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's... it's like actually, okay, we, we just okay, we discussed this already, right, bro? So, what? I guess, suddenly... but, but really, I gotta help me out because <laughs> this is it may may be controversial. No, okay. Okay. Just do it anyway. Even if it's controversial, no, no, I mean controversial, but like in border, my borderline offend. It, it, it's. It's okay if it offends, as long as you don't, right. you know. Uh, hey, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Let's say before we before we say the topic. Let me restate again. Uh, disclaimer: In no way is our opinions a representation a representation of our environment around us, or something that can be taken as professional or credible information. Okay. So this topic, as we said, as said before, might be controversial. So please do not use this information as a credible or professional information, and it is not a representation of our of the opinions in our environments. Okay. Uh, continue on. In conclusion, in conclusion, my brain is really small. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should. Yeah, this is my it's take. So, like formal, you know. You're so formal. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know. Hey, you, you, you gotta have someone formal, man. Like it's gotta be a proper podcast. Okay, let's get into this. Uh, I, I want. Charismatic Christians. Charismatic Christians. Find them. Okay. Find them. I'm talking about modern charismatic Christians because I know traditional charismatic Christian has been, you know, a lot of people has debunked it and like a lot of negative negativity has gone on to it. I don't want to speak about traditional uh, charismatic Christian. I'm talking about modern charismatic Christian. And I think some of you here might. Oh, whatever. Okay, so <laughs> Hillsong. Hillsong. Let's get into oh, the Hillsong. Oh my gosh, Toby. Jumping okay. straight into it. <laughs> First, this is a perspective from a, a Christian, innocent Christian boy. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, here's a problem I have. I have. Not you. Uh, just okay you know hillsong you go to a hillsong i don't know what you call it chapel concert something you sing along you sing along you have fun you know you get you cry a bit and that goes on for what i don't know three hours and then you have a little bit of devotion really generic devotion god is great god is good do this do that i let's sing again Another three hours of singing, crying, and done. That's it. And that's what you call church in like modern charismatic Christian. And I don't know, man. I I think as a Christian, you go to church, you learn about some, you learn about God, you learn, you go in depth into the Bible, the scripture. You you I think you value the knowledge and the greatness of God more if you like really go into it. And I think in Hillsong, it's just, it's emotion over, how do you say? Emotion over, like, 
emotionally psychological thing yeah man. psychological it's just i come there because i feel good i go out that's it man that's yeah. it don't you think uh that only applies if you assume that people only go to hillsong for the church like yeah. they only that's the only church they know that's the only church they have yet i know many christians who go to hillsong and church at the same time so i'm not yeah, saying yeah. Uh, okay let's for the sake of arguments for the sake, uh, for argument's sakes let's do, let's uh like uh, separate hillsong from churches uh mm. churches are somewhere that you can learn god where you also praise him you sing to him you worship you worship him yet you also learn about the bible the scripture the gospel right and uh, in my case what i define hillsong as is uh, your terms, uh, somewhere where you'll sing, and then you'll, I guess, open your heart. They'll ask you to open your heart to God, and you'll sing again to make yourself feel better, right? Yeah. So, you're, you're I guess, it's what you're saying is that charismatic Christians um, in Hill songs or Hill songs in general, let's just say that Hill songs are something that. Um, how do I explain it better? <laughs> Hill songs are basically not a type of church. It's uh, not. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take the lead here because I've been to Hillsong before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not ne- necessarily, you know, it's all about singing and then suddenly, oh, um, small devotion and then back to singing. There is a service in the middle, you know. Yeah. So the structure is like. If, if I'm not wrong, right? They sing, and then they have like a, a one-hour uh, sermon, and they go back singing, and that's it, right? One hour, two hours. Well, here's the thing. It's not just Hillsong. It, a lot of uh, like new churches in Jakarta and you know, right. Indonesia in general mm-hmm. are starting to do like this kind of, you know, what do you call it? Like this kind of setting. This structure of church. Oh, I mean, not church, worship and naming themselves as the church and then right. you know like those millennium pastors kind of thing that, that's, Justin Bieber pastor. yeah i've been i've been to like you know like two or one and man the amount of like actual gospel that they like like give out to the people man is really broad and nothing compared to the church that i like go to daily which goes mm. like really in depth, so you actually understand the gospel. You know what I mean? Right. You really understand. You understand why God made you, why this and that, 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 that. and you know, we, you go out, you really understand everything, and that's what really makes. That's what you know makes you love God even more. Mm-hmm. Kobe, and, is there anything inherently wrong with praise and worship? No, there's nothing wrong, but just but if you label yourself as a church, and it's like that that. And church like an actual church i think that could be a bit like for me yeah for me mm. that could be a bit dangerous because you're just you're valuing emotion over like actual gospel I'm not saying emotion is bad yeah i'm saying having emotion more valuable than actual like uh than the gospel and the word of god could be a bit you know, it, it might misrepresent the church. It might misrepresent. Yeah. So, so can I? And, so can I like uh, interrupt for a second? So you're saying that Hillsong is not part of. I, I don't know if Hillsong is a church or not, but you know, it, I'm just using Hillsong as an example. I feel like 
from what you're describing, I think you see it like they're selling the ex- like the feeling of knowing that you went to church rather than actually like you know. Yeah, exactly. The idea, yeah. of, like what you actually gain from going to church, they're just like the people who yeah. go there. They go there for the sake of like being able to say that I go to church every week, you know, rather than actually going there to learn more about the gospel. Well, I mean, yeah. um, not necessarily. Yeah, again, the people who go there, well, the people who go there, I feel like they they feel the. I feel like a, a lot of them would say that oh, they felt the presence of God. They you know, open up their hearts there, blah, blah, blah. But um, they don't really get the knowledge, the gospel that Toby's talking about in those in-depth sermons that he has every, like, week, like, right? Okay. Do you guys find biblical studies fun? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. No, no, no. Depends, depends on the topic. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the topic. But, you know, that's, on the topic. that's why it's being a christian is what they say yeah it's not hard it's hard and it's not easy and it takes a lot of learning because you are you want to know more about god that's why you search you know you search deeper you try to find out you you discover god more you know that's and it's it's a it could it's a very boring process to many so so it's your um, dedication um for hillsong from my personal experience, I'm speaking purely of personal experience. I attend a church near me in my local church, and they once held a Hillsong. Um, so they once held Hillsong as like their special event or occasion where you know you buy tickets, you can go to the Hillsong that they're hosting at the church uh, location. Okay, not location, not like metaphor church, but location church, physical church, and. I attended that, and I was deeply touched. I loved Hillsong. I loved singing and worshiping uh, God. And I don't deny that Hillsong is almost like, from what I remember, I mostly remember singing and worshiping him. And I, even though, like, it's, I don't feel that that's bad. That's, like, that's any worse than studying scripture, because... I do feel a connection to God when I'm singing, when I'm worshiping Him, when I'm glorifying His name. I do feel a connection. Something in my heart just lines up. And this is, if you're, you know, a scientist or if you're looking at it in a realistic point of view, you might say that, oh, it's something in your brain that triggers hormones, triggers, and all that. I'm no expert in it, but yeah, you might look at it in a realistic point of view and say, like, oh, it's just your body's reaction. But in the end, I still do feel like. I personally feel something. I personally feel like, you know, worshiping him is so good that Hillsong lets me get, let me, let, lets me feel God when I'm already a child. Like, I'm not a strong Christian. Personally, I am not a strong Christian. Yeah, I attend too, no, church. No. Yeah. So I attend <laughs> church every Sunday, even though I'm, I attend church every Sunday, it's because you listen to church. Yet, if I had the option to not go, honestly speaking, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the type of Christian I am. And yeah, you're, God really isn't a big influence in my life. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 right. You're right. There's, I think worship is still important. Of course, worship is important. It builds that connection between you, you and God. 
like mm -hmm. emotionally. And I think there needs to be a balance between, you know, uh, learning the gospel and like worship time. And there needs to be balance. Now, the problem I have with the like these type of churches, yeah, they value worship, worship, emotion, emotional connection more than the gospel. Therefore, you're lacking understanding in Christianity. And you can believe in God, but if you don't know what, how, what is a, a good Christian supposed to be like, that could be a bit of a problem. And you know, I think like like Hillsong is really good for people who are just you know beginning to go into uh, like converting into Christian because they really get to build that connection first, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's not you can't just do that all the time. You got to start. It's if like you the training. Be, if you grow, it's a introduction. Pack. I would argue against that. I would argue uh, against that. Justin, can I have a word at this? Sure, sure, sure. Toby, let's let's take a step back, okay? Charismatic okay. church it shouldn't be only defined as okay. Look, I'm not I'm not like gonna be biased. Right? Charismatic yeah. church is not only defined as Hillsong. It's not it's not only defined as um, praise and worship. And so, um, to I don't know viewers out there, non Christians or anything, um, there is a lot of definition of Christianity. Um, and for this charismatic, it's it's the emphasis of the Holy Spirit. You guys think so? Yeah. You guys agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Wikipedia. Stop making me stress. No, but generally it's about the Holy Spirit and it's about that connection. And um okay, look, uh, what is it? Um Hillsong is not the only church that's charismatic. Lots of these uh church uh often have the similar structure. Um they they still have praise and worship, most churches do, and they have the sermon. Uh so, oh. Uh, the correct sermon. pronunciation for that yeah. sermon sermon but, sermon um but but the thing is um i think we're we're taking it at like church as a um i don't know how to say it it's like we're, we're taking at it at a wrong angle i think it's it's not uh um, we were we're being too specific on his we're sermon, presenting yeah. the whole charismatic maybe movement. too specific but like the idea of church the idea of church is supposed to help you but it's also but you know the, your belief is also based on your like your personal mm -hmm. experience and your own um, engagement with the Bible. Yes, it's true that sermons uh, Sermon. uh, can be ser sermons can be you know like general in a sense. But you know like you spend like an hour, two hours at church, but then the rest of the time, you really need to reflect on your personal experience and your also like your your own your personal you know connection with God. And it's not the the saying like um, you blame your church for not being too specific on uh, the gospel well you know like you gotta explore your personal connection on your own it's not something yeah. that, you know the church can fully mm. influence on you and um uh okay yeah th that's 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 what i believe this think. also yeah. goes on to my next point about toby the one i was going to argue with i was going to argue that you said hillsong to new beginners is a good starting point i would argue that it's actually not it's actually a very bad starting point, in my opinion. The reason being, Hillsong only has its worth if you're a Christian. If you start, if you know God, then you would have a special feeling when you're doing, uh, when you're in Hillsong, when you're singing to Him. Because if you don't know who you're singing to, where is the value in that? Because Hillsong is specifically singing and praising and worshiping God, right? So if you don't know who you're worshiping, if you don't know who you're singing to, if you don't know who you're praising, 
then where's the value in it? You won't feel I I I, I wouldn't know the feeling because I have you know been a Christian all my life and I have seen been singing to him. I have known him. I have learned about him. Even though I'm not very I'm not a good Christian, I have learned about God because I have attended many sermons, um, more than a handful throughout my life. Every Sunday, I barely miss church. So I would think that Hillsong only has its value if you know him. So if you're starting, I wouldn't suggest you go to Hillsong. I would suggest you go to a, a church. Uh, sorry, a church where you can study scripture instead of Hillsong, which is another form of church. But yeah. Uh, yeah did we think... not talk or uh, because I was. Okay. Well, I'll, just, I'll make my last statement. Yeah, yeah. I think Ishak's right. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know if some like pretend like some dude uh is considering convert converting to christian and he goes to this three-hour speech about how like god decides why, why he puts like a human on earth or something and it goes on for three hours and it's slow and it's boring and i've been there i have no emotional connection or any passion and it seems <laughs> dead unless you really understand like you have some basic you know, structural belief in God. Uh, it could be, you know, not a really good starting point. But at the same time, Ishak does make a very good point about you got to have some understanding of God in order to really appreciate the worshipness and you know, all of that. So, yeah, I think that's that's all I need to say, man. Well, I think um, what Justin said was the ideal situation, right? Mm-hmm. The ideal situation is where you have the understanding already, right? You have the understanding and you know who you're singing to. But I think the problem is, if you look at Hillsong, it's really mainstream. Um, nothing wrong with mainstream. It's just that we uh, we can predict that, you know, most of the people uh, who attend Hillsong, the appeal is because it's, it's nice to listen along to, you know? It, mm. For those people who were let's say, Christians who were raised in a strict church or household, you know, oh, God is going to punish you. Uh, God is going to put these restrictions on you. You're living under the law. But what Hillsong really emphasizes, based on like what I heard from their sermons, is that you know God is actually your father. God is uh, close to you. God, is, God doesn't mind if you, um, even though you're a sinner, God will accept you, right? So it's really um i think for con- like converting non-christians into christians and for christians who are coming back into christianity and also like yeah. reminding right like gives you that constant reminder yeah i i mean yeah, yeah i guess so but like that's the demographic right and the demographic i guess especially for those who were non-christians they wouldn't have the knowledge that uh, justin talked about uh, who they were singing to if Hillsong continued to like have 80% of their their uh, like church time uh, allocated towards uh, the singing part but I mean there's this good part about Hillsong being general where it could apply to the masses apply to the people who haven't experienced the love of God right they don't go into specific like oh you need to do that tie things or in this specific blah 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 oh they're 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 talking about 
accepting. I, I think they're emphasizing more towards faith, the Holy Spirit, you know, accepting God, right? They don't go too yeah. much into the details, the history of the Bible, like some yeah. uh, other churches do. Yeah, so, I, I think I... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So uh, essentially, my point is, ideally, you want a someone who is well versed in uh, the Bible to be worshiping. But in reality, it seems like Hillsong is the uh, there I say the starter pack or the you know the yeah. introduction to Christianity for a lot of people. I think so, at the end, it really comes to what your perspective. Yo, to be you're breaking up a bit. Could you like repeat it? <laughs> Rainer, Rainer, you gotta stop. Are you lost in our script, Rainer? Like I hear a folding of pages. Are you lost in no, our script? I, no, we're in page twenty one. Page twenty one, hey, line hey, sixty one. Hey, 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 hey. Don't expose us, Toby. Hey, Rainer, I, I need to tell you before you get off script. You know, yeah, like, I need line. you guys to give me lines too. You know, uh, dude, we're, we're, you already forgot we're in page twenty one, right, line sixteen. Right. Okay, guys, what uh, is this bit talk actually? About John huh? What? Guys, stop the bit actually. <laughs> okay, yeah, Toby, you're saying. You're saying. <laughs> Toby, you're still breaking up. This is the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is stopping him from conversing his back to me. This is a sign that he wants to stop. Toby's being punished. Yes, Toby. Yes, Toby. (laughs) So, um, just to be clear to viewers, just to be clear, I want to blame an internet company right now, but I don't think I can speak out a company. Okay, no, you're back. You're back. Okay, at at the end, it comes to what you what you think a good Christian is, and I think everyone has a different answer, and we will all probably not agree. I grew up in a conser- more conservative Christian. You might be from a liberal Christian. So I don't know, man. It's Everyone has different answers and different perspectives on what a good church is and what a good Christian should be like. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, is a hot topic. <laughs> That's a hot a topic. topic. <laughs> a hot yeah, topic. Yeah, I had to Wi-Fi suddenly comes so much better. Oh, yeah. God's, God's grace. He was, he was just talking like, about liberal and conservative Christians. He's not I saying say, anything controversial anymore. I want to yep. mm-hmm. say something about First Media, but I don't think I am allowed hey, to. Hey, 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 just <laughs> it's it. so good. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not like, saying anything. About like our specific teacher. <laughs> oh, no. I would not. Come on, you guys, you guys leave the podcast. You got to come up with something. Yeah, okay. Wait, let's see. Like, where are we right now? We're an hour in, right? Mm-hmm. We're an hour in. another topic? Well, yeah, let's Craig just do another short topic. Do, do, short no, no, quick. we can go long. Craigbot has, like, for some reason, allowed me to record up to six hours. <laughs> I don't think the viewers would appreciate the six hours. He was inspired. No, 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 I can, I can cut it off. I can cut it off. Oh, right. sure. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Um, well, thank you guys uh, for joining the not really first part, but the end of the episode. Um, we hope that you guys weren't offended, <laughs> too offended by our. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're trying yeah. to do a more chill format, you know, like talk about our voice, our opinions. 
without being too scared of getting yeah, canceled. Without, without getting canceled, that, that's, that's it. <laughs> but but we, we try not to offend anyone. Um, try not to. Yeah, the very basis of this podcast is almost like exploring controversial topics. So you'll be meeting more of us, our top, our opinions, our perspectives <laughs> on controversial topics. And if you do disagree with it, then That's feel okay. free to let us know. Like, say you're wrong, because I would love to have a conversation with like, our viewers about their <laughs> perspectives and visions and, you know, opinions about it. Yeah, what we're saying right now is not the absolute truth. Although some people might think that, you know, they're right or wrong. But disclaimer. Uh, it, you know, <laughs> I think I've so said enough disclaimers for one episode. You don't know the size of my brain. Disclaimers. But yeah. Thank you guys. Um see you in the next episode. Yep. Bye.